What's up, guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently, and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony, as well as government insider information, as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story. So please tune into that. If you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information, please consider being part of the subscription. It's only $1.99 and it's definitely worth it. So join in. Let's get to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So I promised the part two to the Tony Rodriguez story, and uh, it is fascinating. And, you know, I just don't know what to think. Uh, you know, you know, I would definitely want to believe him. Um, and the way he speaks, it kind of makes me believe him. So uh, I want to continue this uh, part two. So very bizarre but interesting at the same time so basically uh i think where i left off with it was he was kind of like cannon fodder army fodder or military support on mars um and then he was shipped off to um Ceres, which is a german uh, dominated planetoid um so that's what's fascinating so he goes to, to Ceres. Um, he's basically sold off. He says he's sold off into slavery, that they're just at, like military assets that are traded. Um, and he was traded to uh, Ceres. When he got there, he was a group of about 8 to 12 people, he said. And immediately they got uh, off of this transport train, given a little bit of water because they said their, their electrolytes would be uh, a little bit off balance. And then they were immediately ushered into this area where it was clearly German dominated by uh, Germans who were still in like this 1940s German attire. Uh, he stated that there was some German leader at a podium speaking in German, um, giving a speech. And other Germans were listening. Uh, people coming off the ship uh, or, or transport train were listening to it. And they were told all these quote-unquote slaves were told to salute um some flag whatever he didn't i don't think he got into detail about what flag it was but they had to salute this flag and then they had to say what was ever on this uh piece of paper and then he was basically like conscripted into this military um on series which was german based and so he his primary job was to work in the cargo base of these um, secret space programs. He stated that on Ceres, it was all underground. 
uh, all the cities were underground and they were very similar to the construction and um, kind of design of the European cities. Um, how they're like in, in England where they have kind of like a central hub and then the city spreads out in concentric circles. He stated that that's the exact same way that they had the city designed. He stated that there was 225,000 people living there um, and that they were a breakaway civilization, um, that uh, they did not conform to any rules on earth. Obviously, they're on their own planet. They can do whatever they want. Um, but that uh, there were other colonies on this planet as well that traded amongst each other, that also sold off assets and slaves to each other and, um, you know, worked together to uh, build themselves up. He stated that the city still looked like they were in the 1940s era. So, like, it, it seems as though they, they, they moved themselves at that time or before the 40s and started, or maybe they moved right at the 40s and started to build at that time. And if they would have, well, they would have built similar structures to what they knew. And that would have been 1940s era. So he stated there was a lot of uh, cement, um, kind of like granite style, big, tall um, pillars and uh, very, very similar to what you would have seen in like 1940s Germany. Um, he didn't say anything about like, you know, Nazis per se. He just kept saying Germans. Um, and so he said that Basically, he was told his job. He, he continued to do his job for basically six to seven years on autopilot. He said it was basically Groundhog Day every day. Um, he didn't have any rights. He was basically just a slave. Um, and that he, he, told, he told the interviewer, uh, Jay Wider, that, you know, every time that these, his superiors or these Germans were, you know, would like, slap him around or you know give him give him a tough time they were like you're not going to remember it anyway you're in the you're part of the 20 and back program you're not going to remember any of this and it's like their way of justifying it but he stated he was treated very poorly uh you know never given any money uh given food but the food was uh 3d printed so they didn't cost any money to to create so basically they were just free slaves you know um to create these bases and create uh, the, and to uh, participate in the commerce of these bases. And what he found was interesting was they would come back to Earth to different bases. And uh, he said something about a, a base that they would continually come to um, <clears throat> down on Earth and they would come at night in these huge space cargo ships and load up and go back to series and they would come under the cover of night they would load up quickly before anybody you know too many people could see right and then blast off and what's interesting is like you think about all these ufo sightings and we always think oh they got to be alien they got to be alien but what if they are some of these secret space program ships that are flying in grabbing cargo and leaving and you know what's interesting about this story is too you know again these folks that worked for this program continually told him that they don't, they don't, they're not confined or, or, you know, by any of our earth's rules. So, you know, they would come and pick up cargo. And when they did, he was part of the cargo pickup, right? And he, he was asked one night to sign off on the reception of some cargo. And he was, and 
you know, Rodriguez told him, hey, I'm not an officer. I can't sign for this. And the folks at the base were like, no, anybody can sign for it. It doesn't matter. So he signed for it. And the uh, the individual there, whoever the military personnel was, stated, hey, you guys are ringing up quite a quite a bill. I wonder if you guys are ever going to you know, pay this off. Uh, running up quite the tab was his actual words. And he looked at the number, and it was like some astronomical number, right? So he goes to his uh, briefing the next day, um, getting ready for the day, getting ready to load up things and move things around. And it was these meetings were always in German. But when it came to him and to see how much cargo space that was available, they would turn on these little um, translators, and they would ask him. They'd say, hey, how much cargo is left? He told him, and he, he also stated, hey, you know, when we were down there, there was like this big bill that we, we have to pay. Are we ever going to square that up? And all of these German officers started laughing like there was no tomorrow. They were crying with tears over what Tony said. And he said, he said they were laughing because they were never going to pay that bill. That all that money that they, they supposedly owed was going to be paid off either by, um, you know, U.S. black budget or some other form of, uh, you know, secret space program monies, um, but that they, they were never individually going to pay for it, period. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. It's like, who's paying the bill on this stuff? Is it us? Is it somebody else? Is it, you know, is it, who, who's paying, you know? Is it is it really like U.S. black mo- black black budget money, or is it some other country's black budget money? You know, we know that the Germans, you know, in the 1940s were, you know, partnered up with the Russians, uh, with the Japanese, also with the Italians. So, like, you know, who's, were they, you know, are some of those other countries in on it? We don't know. Um, And he he never found out either. So, but what was interesting also about the translator capabilities was that he stated that anytime you were near certain areas, translators would automatically pop on so that you could communicate easily whether it was in an elevator where a lot of people would congregate and need to have need to be speaking the same language or whether they were in a certain um, area of the ship um, like near a door where they needed to communicate but that most people were speaking german or some other language that he didn't he didn't understand so he didn't get to you know get deep details uh, about anything which kind of makes sense right if you're going to have a slave you know working for you for 20 years or whatever the case is you don't want them knowing what you're doing you don't want them hearing any information that they can use against you right because any any little piece of information will be gathered and accrued over time and you'll be able to you know maybe get some sort of escape plan or maybe get some sort of intel that you can bring back and it might screw up their plans so they don't want you to know anything so if they know you don't know german you're not going to learn it that's a perfect cover you know so um but there were areas again of, of, of the ship and of this town where there were translators available if needed um he also stated that this was the first time that he was in an area or a, a land i guess you should I should say or a planet that felt more like a society than it did a military base so in the areas where he was working it was very you know militarized but there were towns and there were cities on this planet that were uh, also civilized, that they had scientists, that they had their own sports, that they had their own um, entertainment. They were not allowed to watch anything from Earth. They were not allowed any Earth media. No no sports, no 
no, you know, no watching friends or sitcoms or anything like that. Uh, it was all programs that were created on series for the series residents. So they basically made their own, their own planet, their own rules, their own way, their own media, their own slaves, their own commerce, their own theft of, of goods. Um, and they were working together in these multiple colonies, but he was only in the German colony. I don't know if there was other colonies that were run by other countries, but he stated that the one he was in was basically within uh, the German domination. What he also said was Earth had already been considered a prison planet and had been dominated by them through the bank system, which I thought was really, really super fascinating because... You know, a lot of people think, well, how is, how is, who owns the earth? You know, we're, we buy homes, we're, the, who owns the land? We're paying taxes. How does the bank justify us buying houses and buying the land and this and that? Well, nobody really owns the earth, right? The Native Americans had it right that nobody really owned the earth and that they would share and share alike and that people, people were free to come and free to go and, and kind of live more peaceably. Of course, the Native Americans also had fights amongst their own tribes, but again, you know, nobody in particular owned the land. Now everything's so dominated by the banks that these Germans also feel that the earth has already been taken over. Now they're moving on out into the solar system and taking on Ceres and maybe some other planetoids as well. Um, he stated that there were no uh, alien-like species up there. There was just humans, so there were no, like, ant people, there were no insectoids, there were no reptilians on Ceres, but there were on Mars. So Ceres makes sense if it was a livable um, location underneath the surface where they could build bases that were big enough to house cities. Makes sense to me. Um, <clears throat> so uh, he stated he continued to do this job, um, until he was released and allowed to go back home. Um, but these memories started to come back to him. And, and you know, they he was very, he was highly intelligent before he entered this program. And once he was released, he still retained some of the information, even though they tried to use, ma you know, uh, memory masking technology like they use in abductions on him. Um, he was able to start re regaining and retaining some of these memories, even though, um, they seem, it seems like Groundhog Day to him in a lot of ways where it was every day was the same thing. Well, that's pretty much the way it is on, on earth, right? We, we go to work, we come home and we have maybe a little bit of a weekend and we're done. So a lot of, a lot of earth time is really very similar to Groundhog Day, but he was, he was enslaved. So he didn't get the luxuries that we have where if you're, you know, quote unquote free here on earth, you're able to, you know, go for walks and go wherever you'd like if you have enough money. But there he was pretty much just locked down and, you know, a freebie robot where they printed out free food. They didn't need to create robots because they had him and took care of him. As long as you keep your machine oiled, it'll keep working, right? So that's that's Tony's story. He There's more to uh, his story uh, that he hasn't revealed yet uh, on Guy anyway yet. But um, as that comes out, I will be sure to bring it to you. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, isn't it? It's a really, truly fascinating story um, that, you know, these these people exist. It's a breakaway civilization. Um, they're willing to steal from, you know, other people. Um, there are multiple colonies up there that work together. Um, and they will fight against any other species out there to maintain their colony. Um, he stated that the colonies weren't allowed to fight against each other or take or pillage from each other, but if there were other humans that were born on other planets, even though they're human, uh, you know, because there are other humans living on other planets, that they wouldn't hesitate to kill them or steal from them. So they make up their own rules, and it's kind of crazy. You know, it's, it's a wild story, uh, but it's not unheard of. Just think about, think about uh, the Europeans coming to America where America was underneath a set of its own rules, you know, 250 years ago. And then the Europeans came and totally changed the environment of America into a, a banked system, a, a, a housing, a real estate system, a commerce system, um, you know, and, and, and you know, into, into what we're living in today. They can totally change the face of a country quickly and so could these germans easily just as easily with different rule system making their their own way as they go think about it think how unlimited your potential would be if you weren't limited by laws <laughs> i mean the possibilities are endless you could you could create anything you can do anything um especially if you had some zero point energy right and think about why we don't have zero point energy because if we did, maybe there would be some more breakaway civilizations and maybe some rogue ones that might not be as good as others and things like that. Um, although these German guys don't sound too nice. So what do you think about the story? It's fascinating. I'm going to bring you some more stuff as I come and hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. So take care of yourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.